Jeff Hawkins. Shake Them Ropes Special Edition. Rob, WWE has come to terms with the release of Emma. Rob McCarran. No! You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. So, Rob, the question I have for you is... Second biggest WWE pay-per-view of the year is happening. Who will be the universal champion at the end of SummerSlam? Kevin Owens. No, that's not true. You Don't say you agree yet. I might agree. I don't even know. I'm, I'm kind of stumped myself right now. So go ahead. Here's the thing, all right? I Any other pay-per-view, I would say Kevin Owens. And guess what? It's not going to happen. It just happened with Carmella, right? I mean, Carmella won the briefcase and then won the title. Uh, I would actually bet my money higher on Braun Strowman. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I, you know what? Up until last night, I was sure they weren't going to pull the trigger on Kevin Owens because they were doing that whole, oh, if that happens on Sunday, he's not going to be the champion. Dur, dur, dur. Right. But, you know, you know that SummerSlam, after SummerSlam, nothing matters until the Rumble. Yes. So they could put, this is the time to put the championship on a guy that they can beat at Rumble. And I, I, I tend to think they, they, beat, they beat Kevin Owens at Rumble with Strowman or they beat him beforehand. Okay. And then, and then you get Roman beating, maybe you get Roman beating Strowman at Rumble. There's a lot so of maybe, ifs. Most yeah. likely, most likely it's going to be Roman Reigns walking out of this with the, with the title. I would say and like, if I'm, you know, taking, oh, this is what they could do. This is what they should do. I'm not doing, this is what they should do, but this is what they could do. I would, I would say most likely Roman Reigns is leaving what I liked. And this is, uh, I can't take credit for this. I forget where I saw it. I think it was just on Twitter. Someone, uh, someone posted this and I was like, that is an excellent idea. That's what they should do. Um, and I thought they were going somewhere in this direction. The ending of Raw with Paul Heyman trying to get in the good graces of Roman Reigns, but not happening. And then, you know, the the Brock beatdown. It was a, a very heat-filled final, not even the final moment on Raw, because it was like the 10 o'clock hour, which is, uh, which is strange. But, of course, we'll get into why it was not the main event segment of the show later. Um, I loved the Paul Heyman segment with Roman Reigns, and I loved the Brock beatdown of it. But when Paul Heyman was getting stiff by Roman and then with the following with the actions from last week of Brock Lesnar, I thought for sure they were going to do Paul Heyman becoming the advocate for Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman cashing in at SummerSlam. Like I thought they were going to pull the trigger with Paul Heyman and Braun Strowman like Paul Heyman tries for Roman gets rejected. You know what? I'm going to find someone else and I'm going to make a a deal with somebody. And then you get like heel Braun Strowman coming back, winning the championship. Uh, I think most likely it's going See, to be I wrong. thought okay. I thought that what they were gonna do up until that segment last night was they're gonna do the thing where Paulie helps Roman win, but Roman doesn't know that Paulie helped him. And then so now Paulie's gonna be like, Oh, I could be your advocate. I thought they were gonna do that after the show. And then it turns out Roman doesn't want his help, and because he doesn't have a client, it says in his contract he, he needs a client. I thought that's when, you know, Stephanie comes out, fires him, na na, hey, hey, right. kiss him goodbye, all that other stuff, because that's their move. And then he finds a client or he just gets fired. Embarrassingly. I think he just gets fired until yeah. 
Brock comes back next time. That's what I thought. But you run the danger I, of, and and I thought they ran the danger of this honestly at WrestleMania. But you run the danger of Roman losing so often that you kill him dead. Uh, but I feel like actually this year he's gotten stronger. Like from the negative reaction leading to the Brock match at WrestleMania to now, I feel like Roman Reigns is in a much better place. Mm, I I I don't. But then again, I don't know if he can be in a. He can't be in a good place. That's the thing is I think he can be in a better place, but I don't think he can be in a good place because I don't trust this Brooklyn crowd to help coronate him. I think they're going to turn on him as soon as he oh, wins. Coronation. And then, they may, and then they may call the audible and just have someone cash in on him. Coronation is the wrong word because there's no more coronation. There's no more. Oh, we're going to make Roman the big, the next big thing. The top guy, you know, that I mean. happened I mean, to that happened three years ago. Yeah. He's the guy. He's the guy that he just doesn't have the title. Right. I mean, short of a program at WrestleMania between Roman Reigns and John Cena, where John Cena loses and raises the Roman Reigns hands, you're not going to get a coronation per se. Like it didn't happen with The Rock at Royal Rumble. The Rock, not an active guy. If you're going to get a coronation of any type, like people still think he needs to be coronated as the top guy, it's John Cena putting him over WrestleMania and raising the hand afterwards. But you know what I mean? I mean, he gets the title and now he's going to get the kind of the, I think he's going to get the push of the blue collar champ. A lunch pail champ here to defend my title every week. I'm going to have an open challenge, perhaps. I, I don't know. One of those types of deals. You still have the possibility of a uh, Bobby Lashley match down the road. Like if Roman Reigns were the champion doing a Bobby Lashley match because Bobby Lashley has that win on Roman. Uh, you right now, the the remaining members of the shield are baby faces. So you don't really have, you know, shield versus Roman type things going on right now. I mean, short of Kevin Owens, uh, or turning Braun Strowman heel or giving drew McIntyre the push. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, heel side on raw. That could be logistical contenders for Roman reigns right now, leading up to like a survivor series. So they have their work cut out for him. If Roman reigns does indeed, uh, become the champion. So after this short discussion, and of course we're going to go through SummerSlam, we're going to go through Takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, percentage, uh, or maybe not percentage, but most likely, who do you believe is most likely to walk out of SummerSlam as the WWE Universal Champion? I think it's Roman Reigns. All right, and I would say Roman Reigns too. How did we get there? Ah, uh, because you actually helped convince me that uh, that it's the right move to ha- give Roman the belt right now because you can always take it off of him in between now and Rumble with say a Strowman or with a money in the bank cash in hmm. and then get it back to somebody else so would in you time s- for whatever mania program is going to happen. Would you say that I opened your eyes, that I made your vision clearer in this regard? King of segues, Rob McCarron. Speaking of clearer vision, I want to thank our friends at simple contacts for sponsoring the show this week. Simple contacts is the most convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in just a few minutes. Simple Contacts is fast, reliable, and convenient. Here's how it works. Jeff, I know you want to know. I know the people want to know. Here's how it works. If you need to renew your prescription, take the five-minute Simple Contacts vision test online. That's right. You can take a vision test online. It'll be reviewed by a licensed doctor. You receive a renewed prescription and reorder your contacts. All you need is your current contacts and internet connection and 10 feet of space. That's it. Even if you're totally out of contacts, they've got an option for you. It's so easy. My wife and I were blown away by how less time, money, and stress it took to order from simple contacts compared to spending time in an office. Right now, everyone out there can try simple contacts at simplecontacts.com 
slash str or enter promo code str at checkout that's simplecontacts.com slash str enter promo code str at checkout and you can get twenty dollars off your first order at simple contacts that's right not only are we saving you time and money but we're saving you even more money that's right more money by using promo code str at simplecontacts.com slash str this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam but it will help you reorder those contacts save you time money and frustration go to simplecontacts.com slash str and you can get clear vision and see roman reigns beat brock lesnar for the universal championship at SummerSlam. jeff did you notice anything different about raw this week uh they had renee young doing the commentary that's the one thing i did notice oh oh Oh, that's it. Why? What, what was that? What was I supposed to notice? No, that was it. Oh, okay. Can't even say anything. What do you else. think? Uh, so here's the thing. All right, Renee Young did fine. You know, perfect. You know, perfectly well. Uh, when you're comparing the that third chair to guys like Jonathan Coachman and Booker T, I mean, the bar is set kind of low, but she exceeded that bar uh, to me. Thoughts on Renee Young's performance? She was perfectly harmless, but she also didn't really add too much, in my opinion. Um, I look, I never thought much of her commentary when she was on NXT. I thought she kind of got in the way kind of being a fangirl. She didn't do that here, which is a step up. Um, I thought she had decent interplay with Corey. I just thought she felt out of place cause she wasn't really, she, she wasn't, I, I would have liked her to be a little bit more aggressive in being a, being a pure baby face, I think. But then again, you get the downside with aggressive commentators. So I don't know. I, I, I don't think three person booths work that well on the whole. I prefer a good two person team with a nice rapport. I think she did fine, but I think this is also kind of a, they're, they're trying to, to warm people up to her so that they'll go watch her do the Mae Young classic, which I understand. I think it's kind of smart in a way, but overall I, you know, I'd, I'd say a five on a scale from zero to 10. Which is perfectly fine, right? Yeah. I mean, it's an episode of Raw. Uh, you have Michael Cole there. You have uh, blonde hair tattoo guy there. Um, and you have Renee Corey Young. Graves. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Corey Graves is his name. Oh, man. At some point, I should start watching wrestling again, huh? Anywho, mm-hmm. uh, Renee Young there. Uh, I thought, now here's here's what gets me. All right. If you didn't know, Jeff, this was historic. It was the first time ever that a woman has sit in on commentary for an entire episode of Raw. Did you were you aware? Yes, the historicalness has been shoved down my throat, not even just on Raw, not even on the website, but during uh, during the NXT, not even NXT, the May Young Classic Parade of Champions. That was also mentioned quite a few times that Renee Young would be on commentary at Raw uh, mentioned all over the place. And good on WWE for having her sit in on commentary. Good for Renee Young, because I thought Renee Young did a a fine job. And let's be real, she doesn't do it full time. Byron Saxton sucked when he first started. Now he's passable. Most of the people suck when they first. Corey Graves sucked when he first started. Now he's one of the best they've ever had. Some people take time to get in their groove, get in the role. Uh, What's gotten, what's bugged me about Jonathan Coachman is he's regressed since he was yeah. He he got better at first and then he peaked. He's much better on play by play, am I wrong? 
Well, what's what's going on is what happens with a lot of guys is is they're themselves those first couple of weeks, and then they start getting coached and they start getting notes, and they hey maybe do this a bit more, or they start well, getting fed stuff. Some and of it's them. like. Some yeah, of them some do the opposite. Matt Stryker did the opposite. Matt Stryker started off polished like a guy who was trying to keep that job. And then he got a little too comfortable and he was a little too himself. And it made him the worst commentator ever. Yeah. Matt Stryker's yeah, the opposite. I mean, I don't know how long. I mean, if, if she does it from week to week to week, maybe she improves. But I don't think I think it was just like a one time thing up until. Well, yes. And she'll fill and she'll fill in when when coach can't do it or they don't want coach to do it. Well, that brings me to my next thing the one-time thing aspect. And this is where, like, if there's anything to say about this, it's more on the WWE side. Great. You know, Renee Young, she she's the first woman. This show's been going on since, what, 93, 94, right? This is the first time in 2018 that a woman sat in on commentary for a year. I get WWE's doing the historical uh, thing here, and they got the WWE Evolution pay-per-view coming up. But it took 25 years to have a woman on commentary for one episode of television, not even the regular full-time role. Like next time she finally gets the full-time role, they're going to promote that. Like the first time ever full-time woman is commentary of raw. But the fact that Jonathan Coachman, you had Booker T who's terrible on commentary. Oh, he's garbage. I mean, I, I, I get that people like the loose cannon aspect of it where he'll just say whatever's on his mind. No, it takes away from the show. Time. Yes, it absolutely takes away from the show. So here's the thing. Booker T is terrible, right? They don't replace him with Renee Young. No, they bring Jonathan Coachman back who left your company to go work for ESPN. They bring him back in an analyst role where he's terrible so far. He's much better as a play by play guy if you absolutely have to have him on the commentary team. But no, Mm -hmm. you don't replace Booker T with Renee Young. You replace Booker T with Jonathan Coachman. And now Renee Young's getting the spot. If there's anything I have to say about this, like not only should it have happened sooner, but Renee Young, if she wants the job, and granted, we don't know if Renee Young wants the job 100%. Like I know she's been out there and there's reports that she she enjoys it and she might want to do that as her full-time position. We don't know if uh, if it would be a positive for her money-wise, time-wise, if she really wants to do it or not. But I would say if she wanted to do it, she should be the third commentator on Monday Night Raw. Because you can't Mm. get much worse than Booker T and you can't get much worse than Jonathan Coachman's been. And it almost felt like Michael, Michael Cole and uh, Corey Graves respected her more than they respect Jonathan Coachman, which is that can play into some of you don't get those really bad, awkward segments because everyone likes each other and they want to see him succeed. I think you'd have better cohesion with those three on commentary. If she wants that job, I don't know why WWE is giving that spot to Jonathan Coachman. It should be going to Renee Young and and shame on WWE for taking this long and shame on WWE for making a big, you know, a to do on one week of Renee Young on commentary only to send her back on the sidelines and not be on the raw commentary team. If you want to give Jonathan Coachman the job, Jonathan Coachman, which would be a better role for him, have him do the pre-shows, have him do these WWE network shows. Like, get it. I'm more entertained by Renee Young on those shows but three hours of Renee Young on Raw commentary versus a half an hour post SmackDown pay-per-view Renee Young show. I'll take the three hours on Raw. I'll take more time, more television time for Renee Young. Like WWE sending her sending her away from the commentary team after this week of making a big to-do about it is more embarrassing to them than I think it is historical and positive. Well, it's it's interesting you say that because I, I think Renee, you and I both agree that Renee's strength are panel shows. 
um, even kind of the sit down interview type format type of thing. I think that's what she is best at. I, I don't mind her being on, on raw week to week as a, as a theory. Um, I, I still, you know, I'd like them to take, take the shackles off of Renee a little bit. I'd like them to take the shackles off of Charlie, who I think is probably the best jur- quote unquote journalist type that yeah. they've had Charlie's, in a long, long time. Charlie's great. Give her the pre-shows. Send what is Jonathan yeah. Coachman doing here? Too. She, she did the NXT ones a, a few times and she's very good on. She's those. great. What is Jonathan Coachman doing back? Um, I, I tend to think it's because of the sports background as well. I mean, and also just, you know, he was a loyal guy before I, I, he was a loyal guy before he left the company. I mean, well, it's weird because Jonathan Coachman doesn't have a perfect position for him in the company because, you know, when he was a performer slash manager type, you know, he was, he was, he wasn't the best at that. He's not the greatest at color commentary. (laughs) So again, I ask you, what is he doing there? He's decent at play by play, but you know, you already got, you got guys that can do it now with Vic Joseph already, you know warming up the spot for whoever that's right leaves first so yes, i don't i don't really already. know i would gosh man it, i there's i think he's but see i also don't dislike jonathan coachman that's the weird thing okay you don't you don't Is, have to I dislike think, him i think he has a, i think he has a place in this company okay i just don't know where um let's see uh i don't know i don't know Getting Renee Young ready for her role as the three-hour commentator on Raw, maybe. I think I think panel show, okay, type, type stuff. I think he'd be good at that. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, you have Jerry Lawler on the panel shows once in a while. Jerry get Lawler's of, get rid on of TV. Jerry Lawler. Okay, there well, we put go. put Coachman in his spot then. Yes. What are you doing here, guys? Like, what is your plan? Jerry I just, Lawler. What what is, just got me? What yeah. just got me was the fact that you were promoting this as a big historical event only for it to be a one-time thing and have, you know, no females on the commentary team again. And not even just females, because you can't just put anyone in there. Renee Young's been around the company. She knows everything that's going on. She's not going to embarrass herself. She knows what's happening out there. That's what that, that's what just gets me. I mean, you could put her on the commentary team. Just do it. Mm. Also, okay. do you think uh, that uh, they did this this week with Renee Young being on commentary and didn't get someone else because this was the night Dean Ambrose was coming back? Um, you know what? I'm but having said that, I'm glad that the NXT habits didn't come out because she seemed like, you know, oh, that's my girl. Go ahead, girl, get out. You know that kind of stuff. That's that's the Renee Young I don't want. Well, I, th- I think she can play. You know upbeat baby face type. I just didn't want her to be fangirl. And I'm kind of glad that, that that didn't come out during. Well, that was, that was Matt Stryker's big thing. He was always fanboy, and it was terrible. Like anytime you're just being like super excited about your friends, it's terrible. Dude. I'm marking out is, is, is a low point. I'm marking out bro for Kevin Nash diesel returning to the, to the ring. Like granted, Mm -hmm. I would mark out, but if I had a job with WWE, I wouldn't be saying marking out on television. No, I agree. (sighs) Oh, Anywho, SummerSlam <laughs> is this weekend, guys. What? What are you drinking, by the way, Rob? Um, I got my usual. Um, I got uh, Absolute. Uh, no, not even Absolute. I I, I pre-gamed with Absolute. Cran vodka. I, oh, cranberry okay. vodka. Yes, I pre-gamed with Absolute, and now I'm on to Svetka, which is my favorite. I'm oh, big, really? Yeah. Big yeah. fan of Svetka. I'm working my way through my three full bottles that I got on top of the fridge right now. Uh, I got a, not tonight. I got a nice that would be. I got a nice pig whistle rye on the rocks. Oh, okay. 
Oh, well, congratulations. Uh, I, did you just uh, drink some of that or stir some of that just now? Did I hear some ice uh, cubes? That was, that, was, that was the ice clinking in the glass. Right. I'm pretty sure I just heard some ice cubes. Uh, that was Jeff. I am uh, I am sober, everybody. Uh, yeah, let's go to SmackDown. <laughs> uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam, everybody. Uh, SummerSlam. Uh, do we want to do NXT first or SummerSlam? First? SummerSlam is coming first. Coming at you. Okay. SummerSlam 2018 is taking place from Los Angeles, California. No, it's not. It's taking place from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. When the hell did they move SummerSlam from Los Angeles? Uh, three years ago. Three years ago. That's right. Uh, got as, as you'll recall, yeah. Brooklyn uh, was the, uh, the home of Bailey Sasha, who are not on this SummerSlam card, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Yes, that is uh, that is true. <clears throat> that is true. That is uh, just announce the tag team division for the women. And you know what? Co-brand it or have a trade where you have all the single competitors. This is what you do. All right. You have a women's singles champion. Put them on one show. You have a women's tag team champion. Put them on the other show. Or like as you should do. Like this is what I think WWE would do if they created both titles. They put the singles division on one show and the women's tag on the other show. Um because you would have to either make a bigger roster of the women all on the main roster to fill both of those. Um what they should do is just make two tag team titles. Why not? And and bring a whole mm. bunch of women up to the main roster. Whatever they want to do. But you need tag team titles up there. Let's be real. You have two men's tag team titles. You need at least one women's tag team title. If you want the two singles championships still, go for it. Uh, if you want to create a women's show, make a one hour show like 205 Live. Give it to FS1. Give it to FS2, maybe. But you need women's tag team titles because right now you're right. Bailey and Sasha are pretty entertaining on their show. They're they're in a storyline right now, and they're like the only ones not on the Sucks. SummerSlam card. Everyone else on yeah. the roster is on the SummerSlam card, except for I believe Elias. I don't think he has a match. Also, which begs the question: what the hell with Bobby Lashley? How does Bobby Lashley not have a match on this show? Where the hell is he at? This guy should have a it's, match on the show too. It's six hours, fourteen matches. It's super long, man. Uh, yeah, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna, Elias will be on here at some point. They have an Elias segment. They have announced that. Yes. I would assume Bobby Lashley gets involved with that. Maybe they even have a match stemming from that. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but you got so many people on the show, and Sasha Banks and Bailey aren't like what? Mm-hmm. What are you doing, double double E? Uh, anyway, we start with Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. Yes, the Cruiserweight Championship match is on the pre-show. Big shocker there. Uh, Cedric <laughs> Alexander is going to remain the Cruiserweight Champion coming out of SummerSlam. Yes or no, Jeff? Uh, yes. I, I say that I say that with a bit of hesitation because I don't know if now is the time to change the belt off of Cedric, but I think I think he keeps it here. If you use that many words in a writer's meeting with Vince attending about 205 Live, he would have fired you. You've set the business back 20 years. Yeah, I know. God damn it, kid. I just want to know if Cedric should win. I also have I also haven't admittedly been watching 205 in the past couple weeks, so Well, yeah, why the heck would you? I mean, the best the best 205 Live wrestlers right now are Adam Cole and Ricochet, and they're wrestling in NXT. So, well, no, I think Gulak's done a good job here, and I, I you know, I like what they've done with Leo Rush. I like what they've done with uh, Cedric, and and Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy have been killing it. You're you're absolutely wrong on that take, Rob McCarron. But that's okay. We're on the pre-show. It doesn't matter. Go to the next pre-show match. Rusev and Lana. 
versus Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega in a mixed tag team match. Jeff Hawkins, Rusev and Lana are going to win. Yes or no? No. And Aiden English is going to cost them the win. Yeah, let's uh, let's pull the strings right now on this uh, this Aiden English feud already, right? If you're going to do it, do it. Let's get Rusev beating yeah, yeah. Aiden English to pieces each and every week on SmackDown until he has a more productive program. And also, Andrade Cien Almas should be more important right now than what he's doing. What is he doing on the pre-show? Dude, he was on the pre-show of the last card too, which which uh, the Sin Cara match. It, it's 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 frustrating in some ways. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for Andrade Cien Almas to do something with Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know what you do right there. I don't know if you put them uh, against each other right away, but I'm waiting for something more important for Andrade Cien Almas because this guy over the last year proved, you know, in his NXT performances that he belongs, that he uh, that he's deserving of uh, of some more important matches than a Rusev Lana pre-show match. Yeah, and I think it's a mistake to have Zelina Vega being this much of an in-ring competitor, to be honest with you. The B team <laughs> versus the revival in the tag team championship match on the raw brand is your main event of the pre-show. Jeff Hawkins, the B team of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel will remain the tag team champions. Yes or no? Unfortunately. Yes. Unfortunately, I think, I think, yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be sacrificial to the authors of pain if they ever decide to get them away from Mojo Raleigh and six-person tags. What well, the that's hell? also yeah. I mean, there was like a half an hour time on Raw this week where like the crowd would just stare at the uh, at the Titantron. Like they did the uh, they did the Nightheart tribute, which was pretty well done. I like the Nightheart tribute. Yeah. Uh, they did just a couple of, uh, talking segments. Then they promoted some more SummerSlam matches. Like it was a half an hour and the crowd was like, Oh, I hear music. Is something actually happening? No, it's just background music for what they're going to show on the board again. Uh, and then you come back with this six man tag team match and like, Holy crap. And these guys in this crowd, poor people granted, yeah, they, well, they had that br- awesome Brock segment. And then the, a return we'll talk about in a minute. So it bookended with some coolness, but there was some time there where I would not have liked to be in that crowd. Yeah. And, and the three-way tag was pretty darn good, and especially if it was Matt Hardy's swan song, which apparently it might have been. Uh, it's a good th- thing. I, I still think the Revival deserve a run with the tag tiles, and they keep hyping it on TV, but I just... Uh, this B-team thing is so stupid, yet people love it. And also, I just... I keep thinking they're going to do something with the Authors of Pain, but maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just out to lunch on that one. It, it just seems weird that if they're going to do something with them, they'd be, do, they'd be having them on TV in these garbage six person tag matches. So they feel, I mean, they feel really Rosie and Jamal right now where they bring them on yes. hot and then they do nothing for a long time. That's what, oh, that's what God, they're feeling just, like to me, man. That is such a good call. That is such a good call on that one. Daniel Bryan versus the Miz in a singles match, which I, I, I actually anticipate this opening up the show. Give them 20 minutes. You start off SummerSlam hot as the crowd then realizes, oh shit, we have four more hours to go. Uh, Daniel Bryan, The Miz, Jeff Hawkins, is this Daniel Bryan's last match on WWE pay-per-view, yes or no? No. I think he he has re-signed. I, I, I just don't think they'd have that much planning in the video game at, without having him under contract. Right, Andy's announced um, for the uh, 100th or 1,000th episode of SmackDown 2 that's happening in October. So he's announced for SmackDown's leading into October, which 
if you're keeping track at home, is after his contract expired. Has there ever been a more heated feud that once WWE got their hands on actually plotting it out, lost that much heat as much as this one? Because that's yeah. what I mean. We're fighting over reality show sets, and we we kind of alluded to the talking smack stuff, and we had a nice little video package today, I guess. I still haven't watched SmackDown, so I don't know, but I've heard there was a pretty good video package. But instead of just saying, hey, guys, go do what you did on Talking Smack and get people into the building on this one, because last year we were dying for this. This was a oh, yeah. blood feud. Oh, this yeah. was something we were like, this could main event WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's not even it's not even main eventing SummerSlam. Right. It's not even top two of SummerSlam, probably. It's not maybe not I, even top three. Dude, it's not top five. Let's be real. It's not top five on SummerSlam because after that segment, Dolph that- Ziggler and Seth Rollins is hotter. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe is hotter. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns is hotter. Ronda Rousey is hotter. And then what's the fifth match that would be hotter? I need a fifth match Um, here. Um, uh, Braun Braun Strowman. No, uh, let's see. Let's go down the list. Charlotte and Becky. Charlotte and Becky. Charlotte and Becky could be hotter. You can make the case for Shinsuke Nakamura. Honestly, that's the point. Every match on this show is hotter than Daniel Bryan The Miz right now. And how does that happen when you have the most natural feud in the world where this is, I mean, Oh my goodness. It, it's, it's a, what might've been type thing. And I don't need this to be the main, main event. I don't, I just needed heat in this feud. And the way they got heat was a faux reality set that Daniel Bryan found and kind of a lackluster promo where he's, mm, yeah. where he's saying that the Miz doesn't work hard enough when everybody knows that Miz is one of the hardest working guys in the company. Sure. He's soft style, but they know that he's a hard worker and he's out there and it's mostly a plug for his reality show. It it was just such a ridiculous build, and you're just kind of like, oh, and and you, and you wouldn't be surprised if it was Daniel Bryan's last match, but I don't think it is. Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor. This match is uh, taking place, apparently. Uh, these two men Again. still exist. Yes, uh, they can't decide if he's Constable Corbin or Constable Baron Corbin or Baron Corbin. They can't quite decide was, quite now he was listed as constable corbin on all the all the crawls right. in terms of when they're showing graphics and stuff so i think he's no longer a baron well that's the thing because because that's a british or not british but that's uh, european royalty he's still now we've taken him to european law enforcement okay, there you go all right you're you're moving on up in the baron corbin constable corbin character jeff finn balor will finn balor receive a universal championship match sometime before the end of 2018 yes or no uh yes it may not be on pay-per-view but it, but he will get a title match sometime before now in the end of the year he will also win this match because of course baron corbin got the drop on him on monday that means finn balor's getting the win on sunday okay all right interesting Shinsuke nakamura and jeff hardy this is a wwe united states championship match if Matt Hardy's going out, could Jeff Hardy be taking some time off and maybe they repackage them as a tag team uh, during WrestleMania season? Jeff, Shinsuke, Jeff Hardy. What would you like to see Shinsuke Nakamura do next, assuming he's going to retain this U.S. title? Well, this is, well, Randy Orton's getting involved. So 
I'm thinking maybe we get heel versus heel next with Shinsuke and Randy. I don't know. I but- just, yeah. Can Randy, what the hell guys? Randy Orton's not on this pay-per-view. Randy Orton oh, is literally on the pay-per-view. No. Yeah. He should be wrestling a 20 minute classic. Like he always does on paper. Randy Orton <laughs> is a surefire hall of famer. Okay. Randy Orton is the best wrestler you have in your company right now. He's the most over superstar. He is a legend. And you don't got John Cena coming back right now. Randy Orton is your top guy. What the hell are you running? Brooklyn, a big arena, the Barclays center, SummerSlam, your third biggest pay-per-view of the year. Some may say even the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Idiots with tickets who can't go to WrestleMania might say the first biggest pay-per-view of the year, but you're kidding yourselves. Randy Orton, how is he not on the show? I think he gets involved. I think it's how they write Jeff off for a nice long rest, hopefully. And uh, maybe they pivot over to Shinsuke and maybe somehow they baby Shinsuke in this, although he's a great heel right now. So And, and people want to naturally cheer the RKO. So, I, you know, this is this is weird, but Shinsuke wins somehow. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Carmella. Jeff, this is multiple choice. Who of those three will be the SmackDown Women's Champion on Monday? Carmella. Oh, that is an interesting call. Oh, because this is an easy opportunity for you to tick another mark in there on the Charlotte Flair title reign as she works her way to 17. Oh, this is an easy one. You don't even have to pin Becky Lynch. Carmella loses. Then you get that Becky and Charlotte fire. I'm telling you, bro, I think Charlotte's getting it. Well, out of the three, my choice was between Becky taking it and Carmella somehow sneaking out a win when things break down between Becky and Charlotte. You don't even think Charlotte Charlotte is your last pick to win. Oh, Jeff, I'll tell you why I'll I'll, I'll give you a nice little explanation. Okay. Give me a nice little explanation that is fewer than 1014 words. Please. Thank you. Okay. What is going to be Charlotte's match at WrestleMania? Charlotte's match at WrestleMania will be against John Cena. Shut up. We're seriously. Um, I, I would guess Ronda Rousey at this point. It is going to be Ronda Rousey. Okay. She does not need the title just yet, but she can get the title anywhere in between. It's an, uh, again, things don't matter after SummerSlam up until the rumble. So you can take the title off of anybody at any time. And I think either Charlotte's going to win the rumble and challenge Ronda or it's going to be title versus title, maybe not a unification, but champion versus champion type okay, thing. That'd be a big one, yeah. Or they're going to move Charlotte over to Raw at that point, finally, and and have her challenge Ronda, and then you'll have something like Becky and Asuka for the SmackDown title. But I think the time now, I think building up to this women's pay-per-view in October, it's going to be a Charlotte versus Becky program. And I think sometime in between there, I think Becky gets the belt from Carmella, and that's when you put the belt on Charlotte is at the women's pay-per-view. Okay, interesting. I uh, I would say my first pick is Charlotte because I just think you do Becky and Charlotte afterwards, and Charlotte gets her. Once she gets the comeuppance on Carmella, uh, and then you have Becky Lynch who kind of feels slighted, and maybe Becky Lynch turns heel. Or 
she could actually win the title by healing out on Charlotte and then paying Carmella. That could be the heel turn for Becky. I just see we, I believe we have this story going forward between Becky and Charlotte for the next few months that doesn't necessarily have to involve Carmella. So I just feel like Becky or Charlotte, one of those is winning the title. And I'm telling you, man, they're going to get Charlotte to 16 title wins. They're going to get her well, to 17 me, title wins. This let me counteract your, your, your hypothesis right. just a little bit. You counteract my hypothesis. Please go ahead now. Charlotte is not an interesting baby face in any ma- way, shape, or form. So okay. turning Becky heel, while I thought that might be the way they go, All right. just would be bad, especially if you're going to have Charlotte get in a program with Ronda Rousey. Charlotte has to be the heel in that. In but that's, that, that is, let's be real. That is a big assumption right now because they are on two separate shows. It's a long time from WrestleMania. They just did one of these brand switches where people moved around. So I agree. I, I it's agree. a big assumption that you're doing Rhonda and Charlotte right now. Yeah, but I, I, I still think that's the, that's, that's one of those big kind of, I mean, look, if they're making the pushes for things that are historic, there's no more historic women's match right now that you can build to, and it mm-hmm. would work as a historic build. And that's probably why Charlotte may win, because you give her a couple of extra title reigns going into that WrestleMania match to give her some heft. And it's Charlotte, the multi-time champion versus Ronda at WrestleMania. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Jeff Hawkins, we are halfway through the SummerSlam card. We've talked about it for 20 minutes. This Mm -hmm. is going to take place over the course of like three hours so far. Just that portion. There are going to be some matches here that we talk about that I feel like could be okay. That will get drilled because the crowd's just going to be tired. The people watching the show will be tired. One of those matches to me is Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens. This is, this is a match that sadly I feel is just going like when we talk about the show on Monday, You are going to look back at this one and be like, one, I either didn't remember it or it was just terrible. And I feel like with their their should Strowman lose by DQ or count out, he will lose the contract. Uh, Whatever finish they come up with, if it's not like a just a simple pin is going to be. Very destructive and it will be dissected by a lot of people. What do you feel going into Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens with the money in the bank on the line? First of all, if Kevin Owens is somehow winning this briefcase and cashing in later that night, this match goes on first or second. Okay. And no one remembers it afterwards. So that is and the one, no one way to get out of it. it. Yeah. If, if, if it, I think this match is going to be full of stupidity. Okay. Quite frankly, oh, well, with a lot harsh. of running with Kevin Owens playing a chicken crappy baby face type thing. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it, it's weird because. Now I think Braun wins mm-hmm. because they've been doing doing the if he loses, he'll win the type, blah, 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 type of thing have, for the yes. past few weeks. Um so God, yeah, people this this match is gonna be utterly forgettable, and I think Braun Strowman wins. Braun Strowman wins. I, I would go with Braun Strowman winning too. I don't believe he'll get involved. Um a lot of a lot of possible heel turns, I would say, because it's hard to have like babyface Becky Lynch, you know, screw over Charlotte or babyface Braun Strowman, you know, screw over Roman. Like people will love they will cheer like wild for Braun Strowman cashing in money in the bank. Um, but if he does like screw over Roman, he's the heel like they will position him as the heel. He's not going to be babyface Braun Strowman. So 
a lot of possible. I don't know. I think you're wrong in that. I oh, think really? they're gonna. I think they think that they're clever enough to pull off a a, a Cena Rock type of dynamic, and maybe mm. heal up Roman a little bit in the in or even Braun in the build, but not completely heal him on the audience. So you get the dueling chance, and well, that's what the people want to see, and they'll justify that kind of stuff with the with the hey, we don't have you know shades of gray type explanation i don't think they need to heal one of those two necessarily for braun to just cash in and for it to be successful can i uh can i let you in on something jeff sure they'd be wrong in that thinking i know they're oh i know that and you know that they don't know that seth rollins versus dolph ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. This was the go-home segment for SummerSlam on Monday Night Raw. This was the big deal. Jeff, Dean Ambrose, our favorite wrestler, is finally back on TV. Yes, our favorite, most benevolent wrestler that we've ever seen. The guy that we just cannot wait to watch week after week after week. Oh, the prop comedy, the things he's done. You know, you and I are the biggest Dean Ambrose fans in the world, and I'm not just trolling someone who's listening to this show right now. He has we are. He has the charm. He has the mind. He has the gift of gab. He has the body. He has my hairline. This guy, (laughs) Dean Ambrose, if he can be serious ass kicker, Dean Ambrose, who, by the way, by the way, as Brock Lesnar gets back into the USADA testing pool. Dean Ambrose, definitely not on it. All right. Not saying anything. Reckless speculation, not saying anything, but Dean Ambrose looking good on his way back. And if he becomes serious ass kicker, Dean Ambrose, uh, this could be a fun second half of the year for WWE on raw. Is, is Dean turning heel? I think that's the question here. Is he going to turn on his buddy? Very possible. Maybe after Seth Rollins, like maybe after Seth Rollins wins the Intercontinental Championship, right? Like Seth Rollins defeats him. They're in the ring celebrating. Dean Ambrose turns on him like, hey, kid, I got out of WWE for nine months due to injury. I can't afford to be friends with anyone, not getting paid, not getting title matches. I need title matches now. I need to do what's on my own interest right now because who knows how much longer I got. I keep, I get hurt here. Like you didn't come to the hospital, see me. You were too busy running around trying to chase this intercontinental championship. There is an easy story to tell for serious ass kicker. Dean Ambrose to turn on everybody, do his own thing. Don't trust anybody. Maybe even create a t-shirt that says DTA. Don't trust anybody because that would be big business. I think, and they should give me royalties (laughs) for it. Dean Ambrose. uh, This guy. Has has no morals. Obviously, that's been his character. Has no morals. Has no care. Uh, ice ice water in the veins. Ice cold. This Stone is, Cold Dean Ambrose we, we would be a hell dark, of a name. We want the Dark Knight Joker version of dark Dean Ambrose. Knight We've Joker been clamoring version. for that since the Shield. And and if they did that, that'd be awesome. Yes. Right now, two of the two of the guys involved in this match, two of the four, are doing various versions of Triple H cosplay. Well, because we have. We have Dolph Ziggler doing Evolution Era Triple H with the straight hair. And, what, and then we have Dean Ambrose with the buzz cut, you know, sledgehammer, my time type of, of Triple it was funny. H. It was funny because Triple H wasn't there at Raw this week. He was at some OAR concert. So, like, yeah. I feel like these guys all did this as a troll job. Like, hey, Triple H isn't here. He'll never see it. 
<laughs> um, and you also have the dynamic of the possibility of finally breaking up the raw, uh, the uh, Ziggler uh, McIntyre team. Yeah, please which do. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, but, but please do because just this Drew McIntyre, this Drew McIntyre. Now, I granted, I've said like five different people should be the main event top spot on the show, uh, but this Drew McIntyre, whew, this is the guy right here. Give Drew McIntyre the big push. Have him as your next challenger for Roman Reigns. Let's make this a uh, a new era again. Like when when SmackDown, the opportunity for everyone, and Shane McMahon was spouting this bullshit about putting like new faces on top, and the Apollo Crews was coming in. Drew McIntyre's the guy that you should be bringing in and pushing on top. Oh, and the about. booze the booze is hit, so I'm ready. To, I'm ready to roll on this. Okay. You know, they 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 wasted the uh, the the suicide dive over the top rope with him. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, that happened, and then they just kind of went on their business. I'm like, do you realize how awesome that is for a guy that size to do that stuff? Oh, that happened. But yeah, that's right. I I think I think Seth wins back the Intercontinental Title, and okay. uh, mm-hmm. and it becomes a Seth versus Dean feud for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm with you. I am with you sir drink for drink you are with me drink for drink yeah i'm almost done though so uh i don't know what's gonna happen here i'm gonna sober up at some point uh let's see the bludgeon brothers (laughs) and i'm telling you right now if there's one thing that's gonna die yes if there is one thing that i get embarrassed about like when i'm when i'm you know scrolling through uh, in between baseball games uh, scrolling through Raw, scrolling through SmackDown, and I'm on television. And my wife is in the room watching with me, and the fucking Bludgeon Brothers come out. Like, not even them, but the entrance and the name. It's also hokey. I know it's supposed to be intimidating, and maybe some people think it's cool. If you do, that's fine. I feel like it's just so hokey, like big guys wearing masks, carrying these big fake hammers. Bludgeon Brothers versus The New Day for the tag team titles on SmackDown. Jeff, the Bludgeon Brothers. Pokey or not? Did you just call them the Brudgeon Brother? <laughs> the Brudgeon Brothers, uh, Harper and Roan. Yes. It, it it is hokey, okay. But at the same time, at the same time, will will it be more hokey than the New Day doing the five time, five time, five time WWE Tag Team Champions? And probably hmm. with the Booker T sketch. No, you know what? Somewhere that's not, th- no, that's not hokey. That's uh, remembering your past reliving, uh, kind of, you know, uh, honoring the past, if you will. That's not hokey. I don't think that's hokey at all. No, but, uh, this is the time to take the belts off the bludgeon brothers. In my opinion, they had the nice win at WrestleMania. My boy Mookie rooting for his buddy, Luke Harper. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice story for yeah. where I was sitting. But to make this tag team division interesting again, we need to shake things up a bit, and it's time. Speaking of WrestleMania, you go back to watch WrestleMania 31. WrestleMania 31 was terrible. The main event was great. The The NWO and the DX run-in during Sting and Triple H was great. The rest of WrestleMania 31, terrible. Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, great, because, of course, Randy Orton carried that guy. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. This is a match for the WWE Championship. Samojo wins. No, I you gotta have a you gotta have a title change somewhere on here. Okay, maybe, 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 maybe. I I just don't know, man, because this feud is done. It's like I was excited for this match when they announced it, and now it's become about AJ Styles' wife oh, being a fan of what? Samoa Joe. Did you hear about this? No. Well, Samojo is good, and also, and maybe this is me because I don't watch SmackDown ever. But I feel like all the SmackDown matches have no buzz. 
No, you're you're exactly correct. Okay. That. All right. I, I you know what? I, I would love it if Samojo won. I still think they're gonna keep AJ around and cont- and this feud oh. must continue and build and build and build. But well, it man, will. I would love Samojo to get a run with a big belt. Samojo the the feud would continue if Samojo won the belt. You would have the rematches, you know, going on. If Samojo just comes in and loses a singles match at SummerSlam and doesn't walk away with the title, like it I I know WWE would do it because this is what they do. But it would be kind of hard to go back to Samoa Joe AJ Styles the next week or the next month. I mean, if he comes in, okay, he finally gets a shot and he just loses. No, I think Samoa Joe wins the belt. Cool. I'm I'm down with that. I just don't think they're going to pull the trigger on it necessarily. Cool. I'm down with that. The Jeff Hawkins story. Uh, mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. By gosh, if that Brock Lesnar segment didn't do wonders on Raw, I'd be talking right now on this very show about how Alexa and Ronda should main event the show. Alexa is the most compelling character on WWE television. She's also the most popular. Talks. Are are you are am I the only one seeing that she's the most popular? She's the one who gets the biggest reaction. She's the most popular on Raw. Yeah, and Ronda isn't. Although Ronda gets the pop once she starts talking, they kind of uh eh, well, you know, kind of thing. Oh yeah, my wife my wife hates Ronda Rousey talking. She talks to her family members about how, yeah, Ronda Rousey's on television, but Ronda Rousey cannot act. She is as stiff am, as a board. I'm going to be very, very interested in how audiences now react to Ronda after basically Alexa deconstructed her entire thing with the, oh, I can make the angry face too, grr type of thing. Well, it's so bad I, that you got to reference it. Yeah, because this is coming directly from Vince to the producers and then the producers to Alexa, like Vince hates that she can't act mention that it will really pop the boss like that. That's coming, you know, reference how terrible she is because you can't ignore it. It's been going on for months. She's terrible. She doesn't, she can't act Um, like a real human. Alexa escapes, but Rhonda wins by something like a DQ and Rhonda's winning the title at the women's pay-per-view. She's not winning it until then. Oh, interesting. That's, oh, yeah, I, I could see that. I, I would say that it was almost like a hundred percent lock. She would win it at SummerSlam because then you get all the news press, you know, from New York, you get all the ESPN, you got all this press leading into your evolution pay-per-view. That's where I'm at on this. I feel like she wins the title here. She's the big, you know, mainstream star heading into the evolution pay-per-view. And then she defends her title against Alexa on that show, retains it. Uh, I, I, I think Ronda Rousey would be like my lead pipe lock right now. Like she is the one victor I see for certain coming out of the show. The only way I could see that is if they think that there's a bigger match to be had at the women's pay-per-view. And right now, since they haven't pulled the trigger on Bailey and Sasha, I think that's where that match goes down. I don't know if a Nia Jax Ronda Rousey feud is particularly, a good one because I, I think I think they've already been there and done that. So the only other match I could see them leading up to Ronda at this women's pay-per-view, which she's going to be a prominent member of and she needs a prominent type of either title match or title defense. I could see an Oscar ma- super fight type match happening on that card. But other than that, I think you have to coronate her at quote unquote coronate her at, at the women's pay-per-view. So I think they hold off on it. If they didn't already announce that there would be a raw women's title match and a SmackDown women's title match, I would have said the main event of evolution would have been your two brand champions going up against each other in like a non-title. 
Um, cause there you could do Charlotte and Ronda or whoever the champions were, but they have come out and said that their every title will be defended on this pay-per-view. Um, uh, so that doesn't seem likely that'll happen, even though that might've been an interesting idea, uh, for that pay-per-view, uh, Speaking of title matches, uh, the main event of the show, uh, unquestionably going on last. Uh, this is the main event, the the go home segment for this match on Raw. I felt was highly entertaining. I love the beat down from Brock Lesnar. I love Brock Lesnar who comes in and just kicks ass. Doesn't seem to care. It's the best Brock Lesnar. Uh, you have Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. Jeff. Roman Reigns, will he be the universal champion on Monday? Yes. And then they will build to whoever has the briefcase versus probably Braun versus Roman for a fight down the road. What's very interesting with this is one of the big things that Braun Strowman said when he won this briefcase, and I don't think they would have him say it if it wasn't going to play into anything. But Braun basically said that the first opportunity he got with Brock, he would go after Brock for that title and he hasn't done anything. With it, like he hasn't gone after Brock. He hasn't been involved with Brock at all. Um, I I wonder if that plays into this pay-per-view at all. Like this is finally the night that Braun Strowman does something with Brock Lesnar, whether it's, you know, creating a three-way match like Seth Rollins did at WrestleMania, whether it's getting Brock Lesnar before the Roman match can take place. How funny would that be if Braun Strowman is the universal champion before Roman Reigns can even get his match? And that's how Roman Reigns is screwed out of the belt. Like they're. There's so many things they could do that they referenced before. I just don't see them doing nothing with Braun and Brock. So something's got to happen. It's very weird to me because the story of screwing over Roman again is one that I think they think is a winner. I think they think it's getting him sympathy. But at the same time, you can't. I mean, we've been down this road so many times. You have to. Unless, because they're not turning Braun heel. I don't think. I don't think you can turn Braun heel at this point. He's going to get cheered, and people are going to cheer, get these hands over and over and over again. And I, I just, it, it, to me, if you put the belt on Braun by screwing over Roman, you got to turn Roman heel, and they just don't have an interest in that, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think they have an interest in that right now either. But that is uh, WWE SummerSlam. What's the one match you're most looking forward to on this show? I, I am really looking forward to that uh, Dolph versus Seth Rollins match. Okay. Or, or, no, no, no. I'm changing my answer. Okay. I, I want to see Samoa Joe and AJ Styles on a major WWE pay-per-view try and steal the show. Yeah, it's, uh, I believe, first time ever match between those two, if I'm not mistaken. Jeff, NXT on TakeOver. WWE, yes. God, why do you have to step on the joke? I'm sorry. Jeff on NXT takeover. We have five count them five big matches, including an NXT North American title match. The tag team titles are on the line. The NXT title is on the line in a last man standing match. And you have the NXT women's championship. And then you have dream versus EC three. <laughs> Rob, are you ending the show there? No, this is the part where you talk. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to go into match by match by match. Um, Velveteen look, Dream I've, EC3. Jeff, your thoughts. <laughs> I've learned not to doubt NXT takeovers. Oh, I, you I say this every time that there's a card that's sort of uh, that's sort of iffy. And look, the, the this EC3 Velveteen Dream match is the most iffy of 
any match I think we've ever had on a main card. Right. Because, uh, uh other people, than maybe Shane, other than maybe Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, the um, problem, the problem with this match is, um, people are going to rediscover that EC3 ain't great. He's a great character, yes. but he's not, he, he's, he's a W he's a throwback worker from WWE of the eighties, in my opinion. And this is a gimmick versus a guy who should, who should be a lot tougher, but is a bit too cute by half type feud. Mm -hmm. I think I, I just, the EC three type of character that they have right now is just too cute by half. In my opinion, Velveteen dream. He's, he's all gimmick right now and he'll do some spectacular moves. You know what? Every time I say, you know what? This could be the moment where Velveteen dream kind of loses it in the middle of a match. I'm wrong. And look, he had the one hiccup against, uh, Cassius. Ono. He over delivered in the latter match. What kind of stunt can he pull to make everybody just kind of go, Oh my God. And have a fall in love. What's the gimmick he's going to come out with to, to make the crowd not turn on him for being a heel? When, what, whatever gimmick he comes out of in, uh, in New York. Probably a Cena cosplay of some sort. Um, I think it's going to be a solid but not spectacular match, and I think Velveteen Dream is going to go over. Google.com. What does too cute by half mean? Right. It, means, it means that I think EC3 has that kind of jacked, tough guy type look of a superstar and they play him for comedy a little bit too much. Okay. Huh? Fair enough. Fair enough. Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane is happening for the NXT women's championship. Jeff, is it time for Shayna to drop that hardware? It is, but I don't think she will. I, because I don't think they're going to move her up to the top card. I think, Let's see. Oh man. Now I'm second guessing myself. Oh my gosh. This is, this is uh so Jeff, this, is, apparently. this one's hard. This one, this one's hard. This one's okay. hard for me because they haven't really, you know what? It is time to put the belt on Kyrie. I'm going with that. They're putting That's the belt right. on Kyrie. Sane put here. the belt on Kyrie. That is what I'm talking about. Get Kyrie saying on evolution. Do it. Yes. And yes. Shayna Baszler can be on the show too. Maybe you have the rematch there. I think we have a lot of rematches of a lot of these women's championship matches. Uh, you're going to get Alexa Ronda. Uh, you're going to get Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler. I think those are the matches you're going to see on Evolution, which is perfectly fine by me. Adam Cole ricocheted as a singles match for the NXT North American titles. We are getting very close, Jeff, to NXT TakeOver War Games, a war games that I believe Adam Cole will be involved in. Uh, I don't necessarily know if Ricochet will be involved in it, uh, so I could very well see Ricochet winning the North American championship, moving on from Adam Cole as Adam Cole gets back into a feud with the undisputed era versus the UK trio of Tyler Bate, Trent seven and Pete Dunn. For that reason alone, I believe Ricochet will become your NXT North American champion. I'm inclined to agree with you, but I still think Ricochet and war machine are that third war games team, even though, even though I would, I would, I would kill you to see Ricochet team with the street profits oh, as that oh, third team. Oh my God. Oh, I don't even want to talk about the rest of the show. He just pot. Oh, 
This is, uh, I, oh, I mean, you have event. Ricochet and Montez Ford come off that cage at the same time. I am down with that. Montez but, Ford, the street prophet that isn't Montez Ford, <laughs> the Ricochet that isn't a street prophet. This would be quite the trio. Uh, they're too pretty for war games, to be honest. That's true. They're too good for us. I they're, mean, we they're too good for us. Right now. And they're too pretty for uh, war but, games. But I think this is a perfectly great place to put the North American title on Ricochet. I think Adam Cole's done a fine job as champ. Okay. But I think they do need to. Uh, I need. I think they need to see what Ricochet has as a champion and how he carries himself before moving him up to the main roster. So I, I think he wins the belt here. Gotcha. New champion, undisputed era. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong are defending the NXT Tag Team Titles against Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. I uh, I see a change of hands of the tag team titles here as we head into uh, the War Games show. I I believe you have to have something here that's heated because well, if Ricochet is in War Games, yes, that could be the title change that does it. But you need another spark, and I get it. You would be passing the belts back and forth quite a bit here in a short period of time. But I, I think this is your spark to heat up this build to the War Games. Tyler Bate, Trent Seven win the NXT tag team titles. You mean rewin the NXT That's right, tag team Because they've titles. been the champions. They lost them back. I believe they rewin, if you want to say it that way, the tag team yes. titles of the world. Um I think that'd be a very interesting story if the entire undisputed era lost the titles at war at at NXT Brooklyn. I think that'd be a very interesting story. I think this is gonna be the match of the weekend. Okay. I think this match is going to be the talk of SummerSlam weekend. Um, but I don't agree. I think the undisputed era hold on to these tag titles. And I, I think they go into, uh, I think they go into war games with the tag titles. How dare you embarrass me? Mm. Tommaso Ciampa versus Jonathan Gargano. Last man standing for the NXT championship. Jeff, what do you make of Alistair Black being taken out of this match? It's a tragedy because of his injury that he can't do this title match because I think this is one step too far with the Gargano Champa match. I think they needed to back off a bit. I thought having Alistair Black involved in a three-way helped them back off a bit. Because he can't pull the trigger on this Johnny Gargano holding the title. Yeah, and I, I think he right. needed to fume for a bit. Well, that's the and thing. I think I, he, go ahead. I, I really like the idea of this being a three-way because you could have, you know, the Champa and Gargano continuing. You have Aleister Black getting involved, so it brings another face into this program, gives it another tint or tilt. Uh, and you can have Tommaso Ciampa defeating Aleister Black so Johnny Gargano doesn't get a shot at the belt but didn't lose to Tommaso Ciampa this go-around. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways you could do it. Uh, doing this now as a singles match, last man standing, uh, makes it less likely they can work this all the way to WrestleMania time again, which I thought that was the big payoff that we would see the singles match the next time at WrestleMania weekend. Uh, but now that it's here, I don't know if you can get the mileage all the way till uh, till April. Right. The the story here is the Gargano redemption story where he's become so violent and out of control. Right. That he's that, a wild, that crazy he, man. Yeah. That he's that he's actually, you know, undermining his own goals. And you can't do that here with another one on one match, which is a problem. Um, Ciampa retains the title. Um, I had hoped that they would put maybe a buffer in here like an Ono or a Keith Lee, but I think they'll probably have Ono versus Keith Lee on the pre-show. 
which will be pretty damn, or maybe even, no, you know what they'll have? They'll have Keith Lee versus uh, Donovan Dijak on the pre-show or, you know, taped for the next week, which I think will be a great match. Um, but Champa wins the title uh, or retains the title. Uh, who besides Matt Riddle is shown in the audience, if anybody? Uh, Matthew Riddle may be shown in the audience. Um, hell, EC3 can be shown in the audience again. Um, I don't know. I don't know who else you uh, you put in there. I would imagine, let's see, this pay-per-view, you'd probably have uh, have Io Shirai uh, in the audience, like some of the May Young Classic competitors yeah. uh, in the in the crowd for this one. Uh, anyone else signed recently that's like a big name? No, they they just debuted Keith Lee. I would imagine that's going to be it. You have the May Young participants, and you have uh, Matthew Riddle. Stokely Hathaway, maybe? That'd be awesome. 